Empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast. My name is Jen Tringale. Uh, It's so good to be in a brand new year with you on this journey, hopefully through the entire year of sharing this time through our podcast. It is one of my favorite things that I get to do, and it's really been just amazing to me how much that God has done through it and how much joy that it has brought me and brought other people. And I pray that this year it is a tool that consistently inspires you, that it sparks a life and creativity in you but most of all, that it speaks to exactly the time that you're in. And that's really my heart, that this would always be like a word in due season that just gets you what you need in those moments. Can you believe we are in a brand new year? This is January of 2019. And if you are anything like me, you gladly watched the clock strike midnight as 2018 expired and you and I were still here. I know a lot of times, you know, you could almost get jaded about New Year's and say, well, you know, everybody says this year's like no other and everybody has all these things that they're saying about the new year. Everybody has their word that's their word for the year. And, you know, you could get sort of cynical and jaded, but I believe all that is good, and I believe that it's even right in God because we should carry fresh expectation about the time that we're in. We find that all throughout the Word of God, so I think it is great. I know I've watched and listened to a lot of my friends, and I'm sure you're the same, that in this new year, you have thought about and maybe even put together you know, some new vision for your life and what you do. I'm sure you have goals, ways that you want to grow. And typically, you know, in some way, shape or form, we write these things out. Some journal it, some go the vision board route. They have the vision board of how they want to grow and cultivate their life and even what they feel God called them to do because we don't want to remain the same in a new year and we really don't want to repeat last year. So we want to cultivate. That word cultivate is really interesting. It simply means to prepare, to develop for growth, to develop to be better, to develop for a higher use. And so this is really good. I know for myself personally, and even for this ministry, the word that God dropped in our heart about this year is that this is a year of manifestation. This is a year of things happening. And we have grabbed onto that with both hands, and we are so excited about it. But God's been stirring some things in my heart about this first month of this year that have proved to be really strategic for us. And so I wanted to share them with you. You know, in order to go higher and further than last year, we have to have a picture and a vision and a desire for that. And all of that is so good. But you know, there is a right and a wrong place for desires in our heart. Let me explain what I mean by that. Before you can rise up, you have to have the right things under you. And desires are really interesting because if our desires are misdirected or even misplaced, 
desires can actually sabotage you with something called self-focus. So it's tricky because it starts out as a really good thing. It's a noble and a high aim and a right aim, you know, for us to desire to grow and to become what we aren't yet and to develop into the potential of what God put on the inside of us. But that desire misdirected can really stymie us and take us down a wrong path. And usually what it winds up being is an emphasis on self-focus. You see, we don't cultivate our calling by focusing on ourself. We cultivate our calling. We cultivate who we are by focusing on Jesus. The Word of God paints a picture for us with this, and it's found in the book of Matthew, chapter 16 and verse 25. And these are Jesus's words. And he said, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. So Jesus is really giving us precedent for what we're saying here. We actually don't grow by focusing on ourselves. We grow by focusing on Him. You know, I actually believe that we can see this as a major epidemic in our culture in the time we're living in right now. And to be honest with you, I even see it affecting a lot of believers. I see it affecting a lot of Christians and people that are called and even pursuing their call. And the way I see it playing out is they're dealing with some side effects of self-focus that are the same side effects that people without Jesus are experiencing They're being debilitated by the same things. And these things that I'm talking about specifically play out through anxiety and depression. These are of epidemic proportions in this generation right now. People with or without Jesus are sometimes paralyzed by forces of anxiety and depression and even doing seemingly all that they know to do trying to figure out what is wrong with me? Why am I battling this? And there can be a whole lot of factors that can play into that. But I believe that we are going to address a root of where that comes from. And so if that's something that's carried over into this year that you've been struggling with and you don't know why, I believe that this is going to help you. It's not to shame you. It's not to put condemnation on you. It's to uncover maybe something that's been sabotaging you that you had no idea about. So let's talk about this. Could the root be self-focus? Could it be that in our trying so hard to develop and cultivate the call of God, that that inadvertently got such a high priority list in our thinking that rather than feed on him, we've been feeding on ourselves. You see, self-focus and feeding on self is sort of like a form of cannibalism. When you feed on yourself, you get sick. 
Self-focus is so prevalent in our culture that it's almost a part of everyday life as we contemplate because of social media, sharing who we're with, what we're eating, what we're about to do, what we just did, and, and how that looks to other people. And all of that, there's no way we can get around it. That is absolutely a piece of life in 2019. But I believe it's what you do with it and how important it is and how much of your thought it consumes that makes the difference. You see, you could even be listening to voices and people that are really geared toward helping you grow and develop. And all of that is so good. It's so wonderful. There are tools that are so helpful for us that I even use. But the difference is, if I am always listening to voices that put the focus on their experience, what they're going through or what they went through, when you boil all that down, all of the focus is on self self, self. And even though the last five minutes might be the end story of how Jesus brought them through, most of what we're feeding on turns out to be feeding on humanity and humanity's experience. And this is not what cultivates us. You don't cultivate yourself and your calling, your heart, your inner man by focusing on self. But when we focus on him, it winds up cultivating ourself. So over the course of the holidays, I had an interesting sort of encounter with my dad that really paints the picture of this and getting our desires in the right place. If this is the year we're going to rise up, then we have to have the right things under us. So What does that look like? Well, my family, and I've shared before on this podcast, we are an interesting mix. I have a very Italian New York father, and pretty much all my family still lives in New York, but my mother is from the South. So we call ourselves Southern Italians, but because of my dad's Italian heritage, this makes up a really dominant part of the culture of our family, and we absolutely love it. I love everything that comes with the Italian culture. It's family, it is loyalty, and it is, of course, food. And in my dad's family, in the Tringale family, there is quite an inheritance that has been left us in a rich history and culture that came through my dad's family line that we love to hear the stories about, look at the pictures and celebrate. But of course, being Italian, a big piece of our family history and even inheritance are those secret Italian recipes. And if you come from a family that's rich in culture and that culture is connected to food, which they usually are, then you know that these family recipes are everything. And my dad is sort of the keeper of the family recipes that have been passed down. My dad is very gifted in culinary arts. And so every time that we get together for holidays, we look forward to these very secret family recipes. And so recently I was sharing with some friends about some of the secret family recipes of our Tringale family history that my dad always makes. And so someone asked me, well, Jen, have you been given these secret family recipes? Can you make these things? And it was the first time that it occurred to me that, hey, here I am, the daughter 
and even the oldest child in our family, and I have yet to be given these secret family recipes that really make up a piece of who we are and even the sort of cultural inheritance, you know, of my family. And so they were kind of teasing me about it. And I said, you know what? This Christmas, I am going to corner my dad and say, it's time I be given the secret family recipe. So sure enough, we spent the holidays together and I love getting to have my parents at my house for a few days over the holidays. And so we did a big Italian meal. And so I knew this was my moment. And I cornered my dad in the kitchen and I said, hey, you know, I am your oldest child and your daughter. And you have never shared with me the recipes, these secret treasured, hollowed family recipes of how to make these dishes. And I think it's time that I get my inheritance in these recipes. And so my dad sort of laughed and He said, well, he said, Jen, I'd be happy to share them with you, but, you know, really till now, you never asked. And I said, well, dad, I am ready. So is there a booklet? I'll get my phone out and you can start dictating these to me. And he kind of laughed and he looked at me and he said, Jen, there is no written down recipe. He said, I actually measure it by how it feels in my hand, how Each spice looks in my hand. I measure it by how it looks in the bowl. I know what it's supposed to feel like. I know what it's supposed to look like. I know what it's supposed to taste like. And so there is no written down recipe. I really am the recipe. And of course, we laughed. And I said, of course, it's so secret that it cannot be written down. But you know, that really stuck with me. And isn't it interesting that something that was so treasured, so even foundational in our family, it wasn't just a matter of being handed information, but the only way that I was going to get that, that it was going to be handed and put on the inside of me to be able to produce was to spend time with my dad. I believe that in 2019, this year of manifestation that this year of manifestation really starts with the manifestation of Jesus and his presence in our daily lives. You see, desires of things that God's put on the inside of us, goals that we have, ways to grow, things we're even called and destined to step into, these desires cannot have the chief seat in our thinking, in our life, in our heart, because if they do, We're going to internalize and self-focus on how we can get there and what we need to do to ourselves to achieve more and be better. And this isn't what's supposed to have the chief seat in our life and in our heart, but it's Him. He is the thing, the one that has to have the foundation in us before we can rise up to what we're called to be and do in 2019. I want to encourage you this year and even in the first quarter of this year that before you begin building and taking steps toward your vision board or your personal journal, I would encourage you to maybe even just set that aside and rather than cultivate your goals, cultivate your fellowship and your time with him. Maybe make a little more room in your day-to-day life 
for Jesus, for being with him. Because it's not just who you are in Christ, but it's Christ in you. And he is the purpose for everything that we're called to do. You know, I said it this way, I desire him more than any other desire I hold for 2019. I want him more. I want a manifestation of Jesus more than I desire a manifestation of the dreams and goals and vision that he's put in my heart. You see, destiny is a wonderful thing. Calling is too, but it's not the thing. Jesus is the thing. And Jesus has plans for you for this year that aren't so much about things that you'll do or things that you'll accomplish, things you'll build or things you'll cultivate. But he has plans for you this year that just involve experiencing him. Let's make room and clear a space in our devotional time, our quiet time with the Lord where we're not sitting in those moments waiting for information or direction about next steps. But let's just allow his presence and the experience of his presence to be enough. Where we leave those times not demanding that we know something we didn't know before, but our only goal was to spend time and experience Jesus. And you and I both know already that when we do that, we leave those times having stepped into, having become more of who he ordained us to be. You know, I want to end our podcast, this first podcast of this year, by praying over you. Father, I thank you for this time that we have. Lord, thank you for the beginning of a new year. And Father, in this new year, we set our hearts, not after vision of accomplishment, but we set our hearts after knowing your son, Jesus. We set our hearts toward walking in the reality of Christ in us. And we thank you, God, for a great, fresh, brand new revelation of how wonderful and how powerful Jesus really is. Lord, I ask that the reality of his presence would not just take precedent in our life, but Father, it would become our life and it would become the life that comes out of us to affect and change people around us. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I want to leave you with this story. There was a missionary centuries ago that lived in the cities of India. And the streets were just absolutely covered with beggars, all crying out for food, water, money, a blanket, anything to relieve their state. And as a missionary in the cities of India, he just grew accustomed to the cries from the beggars everywhere he went, just almost having to step over them to get from one place to the other. But he shared in his journal that one day as he was walking, as he had done many times before, down the streets of India, that there was a small voice that rang out above all the others. And it was the voice of a young girl 
And what she yelled out was, you, sir, please, you with heaven on your face, please look at me. And he stopped in his tracks and he turned and he looked at the little girl with big wide eyes because she saw something on him that she'd not seen in others. And it wasn't just that he looked like he might be able to help her. She saw the effects of the time he had just spent in the presence of Jesus. My desire this year, and I pray it is yours too, that this year, more than what we accomplish, more than what we step up to and rise up to be, more than anything, that we would be those who go about our life, that people see heaven on our face, simply because we have focused not on ourselves, but we focused on Jesus. I pray this podcast has been a great start and a help to you in this brand new year. And I look forward to many more times that we'll have together. We have some exciting things coming up this year, opportunities with guests that we are just so thrilled about. I can hardly wait to share them with you. Thank you for choosing to be a part of this time through this podcast. And I pray that there will be many more to come. Hey, we want to make something available to you as you're starting out a brand new year. And that is a series that we have called It's Your Time. This is a CD series that really was a foundational message that actually was a message that launched me into what I'm doing today. And I believe that this message really helps create that foundation base that we need as we step into all God has for a new year. This is available to you through our website, jentringale.com. If you'll click on the product tab, you'll see that series there entitled, It's Your Time. And I believe it will be a right on time tool and message that you need as you step into all God has for you in 2019. Hey, we love you. We'll see you back here next time. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.